Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Chopper Dive Podcast, man. I'm your host of the podcast, Molly Mall, Jamal Forrest, man. AJ and Dre is on the way. I think AJ getting set up backstage anyway, so he's going to be joining us shortly. Uh, listen, man, let's get the administrative items out of the way. Oh, what's going on with the focus? There we go. Um, like, subscribe, uh, podcast side, man. If you're if you're listening, make sure you uh are following. If you are new, I appreciate you checking in, tuning, uh, checking us out. Uh, give us a rating review if you haven't done so, man. It takes two seconds. Shows of support for the podcast, man. We definitely appreciate that too. Monty, what's going on? C Money, what's going on? Um, listen, listen, listen. So um obviously oh sorry one more administrative thing out of the way uh film session is up right now i have the offensive side of the football some things some of the key moments of the game what went what went wrong for washington against the buffalo bills tomorrow morning friday morning um recording this we're going live on thursday evening tomorrow is going to be the defensive side of the football how buffalo uh was able to take advantage of uh the the, the defensive line of washington uh, and also how I felt Washington defense defense played all together. Uh, we showed some same thing, key moments, what went wrong for Washington on the defense side of the football. So that's good, um, or that's done with. Uh, Washington, as we all know, is getting prepared for another Super Bowl contending comp- uh, opponent in the Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, for excuse me for a good reason. When you look at uh, the opponent with Philly. What's going on, Magic? Appreciate you checking in. Um, for 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 a good reason. When you look at the opponent in in Washington, matter of fact, let's start there. Um, everybody that's in the chat right now, uh, let us know your predictions, your keys to a Commanders win. Um, and and we can kind of see where you all are thinking heading into this matchup. Last week, <laughs> I never circled back to this, but last week I did a poll on Hogs Haven, right? Uh, also, where you can find the Trapper Dive podcast as well, featured on the Hogs Haven SB Nation's blog site. Um, I did a I did a, a poll on Twitter, and granted, right, Washington. When you do a poll on on Hogs Haven, you're going to get uh, uh, 
somewhat biased response, right? You know, you got 60,000 followers on Hogshaven uh, Twitter account. You know, a good portion of them is going to be um, Commanders fans. But I, I asked them what, what was going to be the spread, uh, who's going to cover the spread. Was it Buffalo or was it Washington? And that poll ended with over 70% of people saying that Washington was going to cover. And they lose by 34. I think that at the very least, when you look at Washington moving forward um, and you see that, yes, it was a bad game and bad games happened, but you see that they are capable of that against uh, the the better teams. Um, I think that Washington showed uh, and and we'll we'll dive into it. Right. But Washington showed kind of the chinks in the armor, Um, not to say that they were even the Super Bowl contender Washington was right. Not even about that, but at the same time, I think that um, when you when you go against a team like Philly or Buffalo, uh, and then when you go against teams like uh, uh, San Francisco down the line, Miami down the line, uh, you have zero room for error. You have zero room for error, and I don't know. Um, I think the, the biggest thing with Washington this week is that Eric Bieniemy is being challenged. I think that, in a sense, Jack Del Rio and his defense is going to be challenged, right? But I think that – what's going on, Amani? Appreciate you checking in. Um, So we have 21-17, Magic Man uh, for Philly. Amani, 31-17 uh, for uh, Philly as well. Kevin, what's going on? Appreciate you checking in. And he uh, Magic asked, do you think Washington beat themselves or, or Buffalo beat them? I think it's always a mix of both. Um, but I think when you have five turnovers and um, I don't know how many points off turnovers it was exactly, but five turnovers uh, and, and a 37-3 loss makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that Washington, I, they clearly beat themselves on offense. Like, there's no, there's no question about it. Like, you, you don't give yourself a chance if you can't score. And you feel this, you feel, you go over two in red zone, um, and your quarterback makes some decisions that that really generally hurts hurts the team, literally from uh, an offensive side of the football, and then turn the ball over and not even giving your defense a, a chance to breathe. So, like I said, bad day in the office, right? But um, I think that's just one of those days where like everything just didn't didn't add up. So for Washington, again, when you look at a game like Philadelphia, you really have to be on your best. All right, so AJ says he's ready. All right, hold on, let me go ahead and bring him in. You have to be on your on your P's and Q's from, from quarter one to the, end of the, uh, to the end of the game. Let's go ahead and get AJ in. Boom. Boom. Okay. Oh, shoot, I didn't mean to do that. Can't predict the Washington dub. Or Washington score, but Washington. Ooh, and that's another thing. That's why I was actually about to go into Monty. Um, what's going on, AJ? What's, what, how, how you feeling, bro? AJ, if you're talking, you on mute, by the way. But um, yeah. So I, I think Monty, to your point, as we as we push forward to to the game, um, I, I think that. Why you lose 34, lose by 34 points to the Bills, you have to remember, and I said this last week, um, while everybody is being challenged this week, I think it's a it's a it's a room or a, 
a recipe for a team like really, really, really coming back out on fire, like showing their giving their best effort, right? Um, but also you're going against a team that you know way more than you know the Buffalo Bills, uh, or way better than you than you know the Buffalo Bills, right? Um, I think Philadelphia, when you look at their their defense, they retooled up front, but they still got like their their dogs. They lost a couple people, but they they add in um the rookie, right? Uh Carter. But then you got Fletcher coming back, and Hassan is still there, sweat is still there. Like that front, that front ain't gone nowhere. And Washington's gonna be challenged up front, but at the same time. Like these are this is a defense that you're familiar with from the player personnel, the strengths and weaknesses. But then you got an offense, right? Where I don't know if you're gonna be able to stop them. Excuse me, if you're gonna be able to stop them for, for 60 minutes, right? Even with that game where Washington pulled off the upset on Monday night, um, you're looking at a situation where you know they were moving the ball if it weren't for turnovers. So you got to ask yourself, is Washington going to be able to, to come out from the offensive side of the football and give their defense some help? Can they get some points on the board early, give them a lead to work with, and really and really help themselves? Because Philadelphia is not going to – I mean, sure, they've been struggling at, to a to a small degree over the first three games, but it ain't nothing that, that they can't overcome. And, and, and why wouldn't they look at Washington as that opportunity to, to flip the script on both sides of the football? They're real. <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I think so, Kevin. For those listening to the audio side, I mentioned Del Rio. Um, if if Chase Chase Young was on any other team, he'd be killing it. Um, you gotta ask yourself. Hold on one second. Let me go ahead. You gotta ask yourself if Chase Young is in a situation where, from a mental standpoint, that he's gonna be ready to to overtake um like that that maturity that you need to 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 rush with discipline right and i think you'll see in the film such that i mentioned that's going to be coming out tomorrow i think you'll see that chase young is still finding ways to freelance um and i i I don't think it's it's working too well for the defense but you like obviously with chase young being a star and in the type of player that he is you keep him on the field and don't make don't mistake that comment for me saying that Chase Young should be benched or should like decrease in playing time. Like that's just kind of the headaches that's going to come with a player like Chase. Is like, like how often are you going to see a person like that take things into his own hands and not stay disciplined within the rush plan and and maintaining your integrity, your lane integrity when you do rush? That's kind of the things that you got to deal with. So it goes hand in hand. Like how can you dress up or how can you give Chase Young even some opportunities to win? Like how can you scheme that up? So for your point, Kevin, sure, you can you can from a coordinator standpoint, find a way to get Chase Young some some better opportunities and not just having them do a straight rush on the edge. Maybe you can dress them up, put them at like the three technique in between the guard and the tackle and see what if he what he can do. Or other things. I don't know. We can see. Let's go ahead and get Dre in here. All right. Boom. Well, let's try this again. Where is AJ at? Hold on. Let me get. AJ two, boom. Uh, hold on, AJ. We good? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Bet, bet. We good. Yes, yeah, fellas, what's going on with y'all, man? How y'all feeling tonight, dog? Long day, brother. That's why I'm late. I had the contractors been in my house all week putting my stuff back together. I had a little um 
minor flood situation happened like a month ago. So now they just putting my place back together. So it's been a long day. They just finished. So that's why I'm just getting it. You good, man? Mold, mold <clears throat> situation? Nah, so my HVAC system, it got clogged up and leaked out into the open areas. So oh, they yeah, had to pull uh, up the yep. floors and yep. <laughs> yeah. That boy, that boy mm. had doo-doo water on everywhere, huh? Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 hey man, what's going on with you, AJ? Cooler man, just tired from traveling, so yeah. But um, I was trying to chime in in everything that you were saying uh, in regards to this matchup. I mean, yeah, it's unlike the Buffalo Bills matchup where you might see this team once every other two or three years. I mean, they 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 showed that they can beat this Philadelphia team. Yeah, they added some new pieces in the draft, like a Jalen Carter or whatever, and there's a new feature running back in DeAndre Swift. But, you know, they have a lot more tape to to go based off of how to play Philadelphia, how to play Jalen Hurts, a better scouting, you know, of each, each and every player on the Philadelphia Eagles on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So I expect a closer game. Um, I guess we'll get into it later on if they'll win or not, but – Overall, I expect a, a closer game just being that the familiarity is there with one another playing twice a year. Well, I, I, I want to definitely chime in on that real quick. But, AJ, so last year when they beat Philadelphia, they played ball control offense. Um, that, they haven't done that this year. They, I mean, they haven't shown that that's the type of style that they're going to play. I mean, I do think they will be able to keep it closer just because I know defensively, you know, Jack Del Rio is very familiar with what they're going to want to do. You know, nothing the Eagles are going to do out there are going to surprise the team. But I just wonder, will the offensive approach be enough to beat the Eagles? Because I think one of the best keys to beating the Eagles team is keeping that offense off the field. I mean, that offense is so deadly and you want them off the field as much as possible. But I don't know if this team right now takes that approach that we're going to play ball control offense and keep, you know, their offense off the field. Yeah, I, I don't expect ball control, but I expect to see way more screens called, jet sweeps, a lot more motion to help Sam identify if it's zone or if it's man coverage and also keeping those defensive ends, that rotation at bay, like making them stay at home a, a bit more because we know that's one thing with Philadelphia. It's not like they're like Washington where they try to force feed uh, almost every second and third down, chasing Sweat, Payne, and Allen. Like, Philly is going to go to their rotation of guys from the Brandon Grahams to the Josh Sweats to the Nolan Smith now, the Jalen Carter, the Jordan Davis, the Fletcher Cox, the Hassan Reddicks. Like, yeah, I just named, like, 10 guys. You feel me? So <laughs> they're, they're definitely going to be in and out of the game, and, and that's where I think Eric Bieniemy tries to – even probably implement some of the same things that he he did against Philly, you know, in the Super Bowl, because they're kind of using the same principles uh, from a defensive standpoint. Uh, even though they have a new coordinator in Sean De, uh, Desai, or I don't know how to say his name exactly, but they're kind of using the same principles in in that aspect. I I think first of all, let's do the um. Chef, appreciate you checking in. Let's do the injury report right quick. I haven't done that at all so far. But actually, Washington doesn't even have so many. I think the biggest thing is really looking at Logan Thomas, who's been gone for a few weeks. The other people that's been on the injury report is, is actually 
it's kind of crazy. Four weeks in, you don't have that that many significant injuries. Chris Rodriguez is dealing with an illness. Um, but everybody else, Percy Butler seems okay with his well, Percy was limited on Friday. Um, but Forbes is good, St. Juice is good. They're both on the injury report with an elbow and neck. They but they practice in full. Logan Thomas is practicing full um Thursday. So he's trending to come back for Washington. Um, I think for another aspect, I I forget it, whatever, I'll say it, but I think another aspect for, for Washington is like the offense for all the reasons in the world looks better or for whatever reason in the world um, looks better with Logan on the field. Um, as much as I love Cole Turner, I, I just don't understand. Like that's his guy. That's Sam Howe's guy. I want to Sam Howe's guys, um, main guys specifically, but um, he's a Logan Thomas person, uh, but also an uh, interesting nugget from Sam a couple of days ago was like we were talking about how Dotson wasn't featured um and even uh just generally how this this office doesn't really feature a particular person um how had mentioned I think it was how if it wasn't how it was being me today um like this is not a like you're not this is this is everybody eats type of system like you're not focused on one person you're not focused on trying to get one person in particular open um, or excuse me, get them like a thousand targets a game or a thousand touches a game, uh, me exaggerating, but um, you kind of see like from a, from an insider's or outsider's view, like they're not necessarily focused on a, or it doesn't appear like they're necessarily tripping off of a person having coming away with three catches in a, in a game when you think that they should have had seven or eight. Um, but also you think about like how they, like Dr- uh, AJ mentioned, what he thinks is going to happen on the offensive side of football from a a, a, a enemy standpoint. Um, I don't know if uh, I would love to see his 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 redemption moment. I I think it wasn't like a terrible game against Buffalo, but I do think like with three games on the board, you have accumulated enough information to find out like what type of offense you have. Like, of course, you're still going to be tweaking things down the line, right? And and trying to figure out your identity, but you know, at least right now, what you need to address. Like, you know that um this and, and also another thing that BNME added. I know I'm kind of all over the place. He mentioned today in his pressure that running the ball is not like he doesn't take it, he doesn't care about like the the exact efficiency in terms of like the ratio, like the run pass thing. Um, that's not something that he really trips over. Um, he said that. It's just about doing what they feel as a collective, as a staff, and how they iron out their game plan and stay in the course. <laughs> so, so there's there's so many ways that you can really or try to dissect what they're going to be doing in week four. But I think that if you say that from a, a standpoint of looking at the results, right? And, and what I mean by that is your quarterback taking such a beating from a a hit perspective, a pressure perspective, and and ultimately giving up sacks. Um, it's hard to sit here and say that there's going to be a ton of things different right now. Like as you can expect it. Um, he he's saying that he wants to stay the course uh, according to the game plan. But uh, if if you if you don't care about your run pass ratio, that's that's me putting words in his mouth. But if you don't care about a run pass ratio, uh, you you gotta. It's it's hard to sit here and say that like anything going on offensively is going to be sustainable 
in the in the in the near future, if that makes sense. Like, it's, it's just hard to, to 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 listen to those words. Um, it's hard to sit here uh, for for us to say that you know you you got to find a way to get pressure off of Sam, um, and and think that there's going to be a thousand things or a few things different. Um, I, I think that there's several avenues that you can attack. Right, I think the screen game is going to be big. Um, and they need to find a way to get back to it because you don't really have you had one 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 screen against the 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 Bills and it resulted in a fumble. <laughs> um, it's 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 so many different ways that they need to go, man. And and, and I think Philadelphia is going to be a tough opponent, but it doesn't mean that um, it doesn't mean that you can't have success against that defense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a tough situation for Eric Bieniemy. Like we all kind of envisioned when he took on this job, especially when you say that a fifth-round quarterback that, yeah, he, he played in the game last year, but he's essentially a rookie having to take over and, and, and get the keys to this offense. One, it's already hard to implement a new offense into a, a, a new team anyways, but then you bring in a guy that isn't familiar with doing a lot of things that they're asking him to do is going to be tough. And I, I don't really – I wish we knew more, but we won't know more. I think they really want to see what they got in, in Sam Howell, and that's why they keep putting him in, in these situations to, to drop back. And that's where it gets interesting because that's not necessarily an Eric Bieniemy decision all the way. That's a Ron Rivera decision because that's his quarterback. Do, do they want him to be a game manager or do they want him to be more than that? Because if you just want him to be a game manager, then you would run the ball much more. But we didn't see them run the ball much in in preseason when he did have reps. And we haven't really seen it as much in these first three games. So I'm just curious, like, what is the real objective with, with Sam Howell? Are you trying to develop this guy? Do you want to see exactly who he is as a quarterback? Or what? What the hell is it? Do you do you want to win games? Are you willing to sacrifice losing games for his development? I guess we'll learn that here down this stretch because what it's uh it's Philly Sunday, I think what Thursday they play the Bears right? Yeah, they got Chicago. Yeah, they play the Bears, then they play the Falcons, and then after after the Falcons is who? Y'all know. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, you said after the Falcons, they got uh the Giants. Okay, so yeah, I just I just think that we'll we'll find out here what really is the vision for Sam Howe. Is it for him to be a um a, a more efficient quarterback, or is it for him to be a game manager? And that's where I, I think, like, going against these elite teams such as the Bills and the Eagles will learn a lot more about where exactly they want to see Sam Howard. If we, if we have this conversation Sunday around 4.30 p.m. and Sam Howell has thrown for 40 attempts in a game, we kind of know that, <laughs> yeah, they want to see this this dude pass the ball more than, than them focusing on running the ball overall. But see, I, one thing though, because yeah, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna add, it's it's like the game manager. I don't think I don't think game manager means like run it fifty times either. Like I, I think, because I always always go back to this one point. Like I always revert back to this. I think Peyton Man is probably one of the best game managers I've ever seen, 
And they ain't, they ain't in Indianapolis running the ball 60, 70% of the time. He just knows he just knows where to go with the football. He knows what his checks are, and he's very good at reading coverage. Um, and obviously within the offense, like his timing and anticipation is incredible. Like all that stuff, like elite, Hall of Fame, whatever. Um, but I think clearly, like in a in a in a philo- philosophy way or schematic way, that's where you look at Washington and see like that's what they're trying to transition into an offense, uh, not Peyton Manning, but an offense that. Uh, prefers passing the football more than they do running the football. Um, and, and to the point of game managing, um, you can manage the game, but it's like how, at, at what pace is Sam picking up what Eric Miami is trying to install in this offense? And I think that is where the the processing comes into point. And also like the, the confidence or um, ability to – uh make plays post snap in the pocket and that's kind of that's where that trait is like on the low end and it's trying to work his way up yeah and i was just going to say i mean this actually this whole issue started in the offseason i mean ron rivera let's face it i mean he knew he was coming into this season with ownership transition he was going to be on the hot seat so he goes out and hire Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy has a chip on his shoulder because obviously he's been passed over in the head coaching cycle through you know all of these years. So Eric Bieniemy gets a chance to get up on the out out of Andy Reid's shell, and he gets to go out here and prove himself. But the issue is he doesn't have many options to prove himself. So he comes to Washington, and Washington gives him the unfortunate circumstance that hey, you know we want you to come run this offense. You can do your thing, but. We're giving you a fifth round, essentially rookie in Sam Howell, which we really don't know what this guy has. But if you can make it work, you know, do what you can. And Eric Bieniemy, I, I think he has the mindset. And just by watching this and kind of the AJ's point about how they're dropping him back, I think he feels like his path to kind of showing this league what he's capable capable of is making Sam Howell a star. You know, now that comes with kind of experimenting because in order to make Sam Howell a star, you know, as AJ said he can't just be a game manager handing the ball off all day. But to Jamal's point, just because, you know, you're a game manager doesn't mean you're just handing it off all day. You know, I think one of the great game manager situations in the NFL right now, you look at San Francisco with Brock Purdy. People still call Kyle Shanahan a genius, even though he runs this game plan that kind of protects Brock Purdy. He doesn't have to make too many plays, but the, the game plan is get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Now, right now, I mean, I'm, they're going to have to make some adjustments and, you just wonder if the conflict of interest, because Ron's best interest right now, regardless of whatever Sam Howell's going to be, Ron wants to win now. You know, now if you're experimenting with Sam Howell and it's costing you some games, you wonder at some point is Ron going to bring this issue to Eric Bieniemy, kind of how he did in the past with Scott Turner and say, "Hey, we're going to start running this ball a little bit more and we're going to change things up." But you know, Eric Bieniemy doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to you know back down to Ron in that sense. But I just wonder if that's going to be something that comes up, which makes me think that this approach is eventually going to have to work sooner than later. Yeah, that, that was it. Like it got it got to work. Like you you. You, you you got three games in and and it's been like for, for the the flat overall perspective it's been it's been underwhelming like you, you haven't really sustained any success or anything that looks like this is going to be a, a problem like in a good way for Washington a problem for opposing teams moving forward like you, you got to find something now and it doesn't matter if you're going up against Philly uh yeah. you, you got to find something 
I, I seen something on Twitter today. I think it might have came. It came from one of the reporters from the Washington Post, where they were like focusing on the fact that Sam Howe has always been the type of guy to hold on to the ball and get sacked, even back to um, his college days. So they did like a, a breakdown of Sam Howe 2019 versus NFL FBS average. Uh, he's at like 8% uh, as far as like sack problems 2019. Uh, 2020, he's 9%, whereas NFL and college football is at 6%. 2021, he's like at 12%, whereas the NFL and the FBS is at 6%. And so far in 2023 season, he's at 16% and the league is at 7%. So it's just a curious thing. Like, you know, I, I think some of the reporters are starting to get it. Like, this might just be who Sam is. And maybe it's kind of Eric, Eric Bieniemy's way of saying, like, hey, you know, we have opportunities to, to do something within this passing game. But at the same token, there's nothing that we can do on our end to help him get the ball out quicker. Like, there's nothing wrong with being a game manager, but as we all know with the 49ers and Brock Purdy situation, he knows to get the ball out of his damn hands as soon as possible. That's the key to that offense working within the passing game if they're going to play off the run. So it's just, it's just interesting, but like y'all said, you know, they're in a situation where they have to win. You know, they got to win games. This is Ron's fourth year uh, and only has one more year remaining on his contract. Eric Bieniemy has a two-year deal that pretty much ties into the end of Ron Rivera's contract. And they have a team that can compete. They may not be able to get to the Super Bowl, but they have a team that can compete enough to get one of the, the seven playoff spots within the NFC. And it, if you got someone costing you games, hey, you might have to make that switch. Well, yeah, nah, AJ, that's what I was going to Yeah, I was just going to ask him, you know, with you mentioned Brock Purdy getting the ball out of his hands to his playmakers fast. Do you think there's anything Eric Bieniemy can do to help Sam and getting the ball out of his hands faster? I mean, you talk, talk about drawing up some more quick game, more screens. Like, I mean, I think there's ways Bieniemy can help him because it is an issue. I mean, this is something I've been hearing a lot about Sam Howell as well, that these issues date back to college. This isn't new what we're seeing in the NFL, but as an O.C., you got to wonder what can Eric Bieniemy do to kind of help him and assist him get the ball out faster. I mean, even we, we keep going back to Kyle Shanahan, which I hate because I'm not that big of a fan of the guy. But back in 2012, when RG3 came in, RG3 had a bunch of limitations that was being hidden, hidden in college as far as like he couldn't read defenses that well. You know, he was a first read type of guy. And Kyle Shanahan kind of designed an offense built strictly around his strengths in that first year, which allowed him to be who he was going to be. So you just got to wonder, can Eric Bieniemy do that here with Sam Howe as far as if I see him struggling to get the ball out faster? Let me draw up more quick. And like, I don't, we don't have to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, but maybe help him process things a little faster. Can he do that? I mean, I think, I think definitely the screen game would would help whether it be running back, jet sweeps, whatever, like getting into that a bit more. I think the difference between a Sam Howe and RG three, and from the offensive play play caller standpoint, is with RG three, you can kind of make it a one a one read system for a little bit of time because there's so much of a threat of him being that home run hitter in the run game because he could. 
he could get off of that read and, and take it 80. Whereas with Sam, that's not really a threat of the defense. They're not really scared of that. Like he might he might run for maybe 10 yards, but he's not gonna break no 50 yard or 60 yard. Uh in the tape that I watched recently, like all 22, what I picked up on and something that I seen Sam do so far in these three games is having his first and second reads like in the same window, like in the same vision window. I kind of touched on it uh, Tuesday, but my service is probably so ass that (laughs) y'all didn't probably hear me or whatever the case was. But if he did more reads where it's like the first read and the second read are within the same vision window for Sam Howell, whereas he doesn't have to necessarily scan the whole field. If the first read isn't there, he can go to the next one. I've seen it a couple times. Uh, There was a play against Denver, I want to say, where it was like his first read might have been Jahan, but in the same in the same window vision for him, Terry was open right down the middle. Like I think I posted it. I posted it on Twitter like a couple days ago or whatever. I think if he ran more of those type of opportunities where things can be in that same window for Sam, he can process a bit faster. But right now, Sam just isn't. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not about to. He's not about to be able to scan the field like that. And what's happening is he's holding on to he's holding on to the big play opportunity in each play. And that's what's leading to him getting sacked because he's locking in on that one guy. And it's typically the guy that he's locking in on is is kind of like the home run money shot of the play. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I was waiting for a second, but um I mean, to, to, for, for, I mean, there's several things that I think that he can do. I think even play action really works. And that's why I sent that to the chat, Dre. Uh, for those who don't know that's listening, like, um, matter of fact, let me see if I can pull it up while I'm talking. Um, what was that information? Washington is one of the, the teams who have used play action the fewest in the league so far um and even on pro football focus like their advanced or pro football reference excuse me their advanced this you can kind of look at it there as well they have it they have washington and sam howell ranked 32nd in the nfl in play action uh passes um i think they've only run five according to pro football reference advanced stats um according to pro football focus washington and sam howell has a drop play action percentage of nine percent um which is second fewest uh, behind Andy Dalton, who's only done three uh, play-action dropbacks. Um, but also, Sam Howell has run – he's had the second most pass, pass, pass attempts in terms of dropbacks on a list of, like, the 12 fewest. Um, and he, he only has 12, 12 play-actions. So to that point, um, play-action can be one thing that you can, you can utilize a little bit more um, – also, you have to find a way to really create or or introduce the, the threat of a run as well uh, when you do your play actions. Um, you can continue to try to move the pocket. Um, there was only one time where against Buffalo, you really attempted to move the pocket. Um, and it was the it was a completion of Terry McLaurin, I think, on a third down or second down or something like that. But you never really went back to it then. Um, the motions uh, behind the line of scrimmage, uh, post snap motions. Uh, to kind of get the defense flowing another way, like the misdirection. Um, 
I think there's several different ways that you can do it. Uh, and and I don't know if you overemphasize one to help them out, but at the same time, like if you constantly get on a a, a way to or excuse me, get on a, a an attack plan or game plan to influence the direction of a defense or to slow a pass rush down, um, or even keep your your running backs in or tight ends in to chip before they go out on a route or even in max protection, like you can find a way to really help Sam Howell in that regard um, and, and limit the, the amount of receivers that are downfield. Like it, it, it automatically kind of gives them a guess of like, if you see this coverage, you have two routes, Sam, or you have three routes, Sam, uh, these two in a check down, like whatever that game plan looks like, there's ways to, to help them out in that aspect to, 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 to really, get your your playmakers the ball or even dress up a way uh in, in these instances to get your play to, to get somebody to football um but there are several ways man and, and i don't i don't know if this is to, to what aj mentioned the the pressure or like i don't even know how you what your intention was when you said this so i'm not putting words in your mouth but you had mentioned um prior to you mentioned like if if he doesn't show that he's capable of you may need to make a switch Prior to that, you had mentioned like maybe EB is trying to show like through this system with all these dropbacks that he like maybe he is who he is type of deal, right? Um, I think it's important to note that uh, I don't know if that's even beneficial for Bienemy to 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 kind of waste that time in doing that because like your reputation because you decided to come here is, is staked on how and the success of this offense as well. And they knew Washington did. Um, they knew after a couple weeks when the season ended that Sam Howe was going to be their guy this season. Uh, they knew that. And the enemy knew that when he, when he came aboard too. So they have to find a way to make it work. Um, and I don't know if that's going to translate to wins or losses. And we, I don't, we don't have to dive back into that conversation of, like what Ron feels or what he needs to do. We all know they need to win. But I, I think that uh the enemy and and how have to find answers together. Um, because the second thought is like I said this on Tuesday, even if they keep him in and he's still taking all these hits, bro, like that's not sustainable health-wise either. So it's just a matter of time till something happens, not about an injury or anything like that, or not saying that that's that's that something. I'm just saying something as I in mean, the, the, the offenses. If you keep holding on the ball, there's nothing There's nothing that could really result from that positively but getting hurt because he's also reckless when he's staying in the pocket too. So, it like, he's getting banged up. Like, he looked he looked banged up Sunday or, or am I tripping? Like, he looked like he was just like, I thought he was going to pull himself out. Nah, the worst one was the scramble. <laughs> he got messed up on that <laughs> scramble, man. He took a bad hit. <laughs> I don't want to make it black and white, though, Monty. Like, if he's not there, he needs to move out the pocket. Um, I, I agree with that, right? Um, But at the same time, he also, like, it, if we want to talk about what Sam needs to do and not just be enemies, Sam has to, he has to utilize the check down more. Um, he has to understand when a defense is playing uh, soft coverage that they're inviting you to take the short thing. They they want you to show, or they want they want to see you show that you're patient. Like, and and eventually, like that defense is going to come up, and you're going to be able to take shots downfield. Um, you're going to be a little bit more aggressive on that second and third level. But like, you have to show them in Philadelphia. 
they're going to look at this Bills game and they're going to say, look, I don't trust Sam Howe either. So I'm going to play soft coverage. I'm going to hope that we get you in a second and long situation uh, and and force you to, to, to be to be patient, like uh, second and nine, second and 10, or maybe second and seven. Like if you drop back the pass, can you make the right read for your offense to stay ahead of the sticks or get ahead of the sticks? Um, so that's another aspect too. Like Sam is going to have to find a way to, to understand, like, even if that first read isn't there and he's a little bit nervous, Hey man, if you got to go to, if you, if you got to check it down, man, and, and you can't, and you don't trust yourself to find that second read or the second, second read in the progression or, or third read in the progression, find, find a way to get the ball out your hands, man. And, and a throwaway is just as safe too. He needs to self-correct. <laughs> That's what they've been saying yeah, all what they've been season. Saying. That he self-corrects, but it, now it's time to show that you can self-correct and bounce back and stop taking the same sacks over and over again. And to your point, Maul, be a little bit more patient because you haven't been patient if, you know, that read isn't down there. And that's why the defenses are going to play you like that. So now is the time to see if Sam really does self-correct and if he can be the player he, he we all hope he can be. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if that's, if that's what, if that's what the fan base is waiting on, then good luck because that's, that's not who he is. He's never shown that on tape. Like that's all we can go based off of is what he's done on tape. And, yeah, it might be college, but you never really seen him do that in college. And I damn sure ain't expecting him to correct that during this season. That's why it's just a, a, a tricky situation overall, man. Like, even the backup Benjamin Jacoby Brissett, he holds on to the ball too. Like, he's not, he's not one of these quick, twitchy guys that's just getting the ball out of his hands. It's just... Yeah, like you said, Maul, like if, if he don't do something, something, something going to happen along the way. You may not want to say injury, but someone going to have to pull the trigger and be like, hey, man, we really got an opportunity here to make it to the playoffs, and we may need to see what someone else looks like with the ones at, at QB. And, yeah, not saying it's going to happen this week, but if it, if it trends down this way, yeah, that's just that's just the conversation that's gonna come up next because I feel like in Eric Bieniemy's case, I don't even think it, it matters about his play calling as far as him getting the head coaching job. It just boils down to an ownership group falling in love with him as a personality. Because I mean, we see way too many head coaches in this league that can't do anything and they still get opportunities. And he's he he has a hell of a resume. I just think. Yeah, this team could be number one in, in offense, and it still wouldn't necessarily matter in his case. It's more so his personality. But I just think for for Ron's sake, as far as being the head coach, they got to win games. Even if even if it's not the best performance from Sam, if they can overcome that overall as a team and win games, that that's all that matters, these Ws. Fellas, um... Keys to the game, bro. What, what, what are your what are your top what are your top things? Geez, I see you in the in the comments. Uh EB needs to run the ball more, period. Commanders are third rated in run efficiency. Uh it's coaching out practice. We're the lowest play action team. All of the lowest play action teams have their QB QB struggling. Uh EB is stubborn. Um, so running the ball is definitely a key uh for me. Uh one of the keys for me. Um, but everybody in the chat that's listening or watching. Um, if you got keys, let us know what, what you think they are. Um, running the ball is one for me. Um, I'll, I'll give one more as well. I think defensively, 
I think that another thing when, when you talk about a familiar opponent, it's not going to be hard for, excuse me, let me actually rephrase this. You ain't going to get starstruck against Josh, uh, against Jalen Hurts like you did against Josh Allen. Like you, you play Josh Allen once every two or three years. And I guess because the way the new scheduling format is, you can, you're, you can potentially play him every, uh, every, like within like the, every two years or something like that. I don't know. But traditionally, like every four years, um, something like that. But you're playing Jalen Hurts, a, team, a person that you didn't play the last four years, the last three years. And um, I, I think for the defensive line, you have an opportunity. Now, granted, you're going up against a strong, solid offensive line, uh, but you have an opportunity to make some plays up front and really uh, show that last week, while you did get dominated schematically and just from a, a matchup standpoint, um, you have a you have a chance to, to really set the tone again uh, against these guys. So I think from a defensive line standpoint, uh, it starts there. Um, running the football more, or let me actually rephrase that. Utilize Brian Robinson in whichever way that you can. Give him, get him the handle, get him the handoffs, get him some some passes out of backfield, some swing routes. He showed that he can catch the ball. He has hands that's reliable. Um, so find a way to utilize B. Rob more. Uh, trust trust that he's going to be able to make some plays for your offense. Um, because he's been underutilized to this point, and see and see where that can take you. Um, but yeah, run you utilizing Brian Robinson more and. Maybe even let's just say, let me just give a name. I think um, if you can, if you can see something from Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne this week uh, from the interior, you're going to have a, a, a really good day up front. Yeah, um, offensively, man, get your playmakers the football. I mean, whether it's fast or what, I mean. But Brian Robinson, he needs more touches. I mean, he's been efficient all season. He's been one. I think he's been probably the, consistently the best offensive player we've had uh, through the three games so far. Jahan Dotson needs to get involved, man. Like, he's one of the playmakers we talk about. He has to start being involved in his game plan. I think he's a dynamic player. I mean, he he needs touches. And Terry. I mean, I looked at Terry's stats today, and Terry is – well. I mean, I think he has, like, 13 catches for 128 yards and a touchdown through three games. And I'm like, that feels like one game for Terry at some point in the early season usually. So, you know, you got to get these guys going, especially when you're struggling the way you are on offense. If you got to do it quicker, whatever. But you want Sam to kind of make these reads a little faster. You want to help him speed things up on the offense. So hopefully, you know, that's one of the things they do is get those playmakers involved. Defensively, defensively, the D-line has to have an impact game this week. Last week, they were kind of non-existent against uh, Josh Allen. We didn't really get too many pressures or sacks. Um, you know, he was climbing the pocket, escaping, and he was kicking your ass on third downs. It's time for the defensive line to come up with an impactful game. I mean, they were impactful in the Cardinals game and the Broncos game, but now we need them to step up in this Eagles game big time because this is where you beat the Eagles. You beat them in the trenches. I mean, I know their offensive line is pretty good. I mean, pretty damn good, but – we're supposed to have a pretty damn good defensive line, and we're we should be able to win some of these battles in this game to help them out. Yeah, I think uh, for me, from a defensive standpoint for Washington, number one thing is to stop the run. Uh, as we've seen with the Eagles and the new offensive coordinator Brian Johnson, a lot of their runs have been inside zone. If they can focus on stopping DeAndre Swift it will open up so much more for this defense and more opportunities. Um, and, and even from a defensive standpoint, you know, guys like like Sweat and Young and whoever's DN just playing their assignments correctly. Uh, I think Maul touched on it and, and it said maybe like starstruck. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they were starstruck against against uh, Josh Allen, but something 
scheme wise or game planning during the week was was emphasized maybe a bit too much and they were just overthinking but I feel like the number one objective for them should be stopping the runs slowing down DeAndre Swift he's been off to a hell of a start uh in his tenureship as a Philadelphia Eagle if you can get that solidified you will have an amazing opportunity to win this game against Philly from the offensive standpoint I would say just play play a more balanced game overall uh passing and running if you can develop that that running game should open up more opportunities for play action uh feeding your tight end whether it be a logan thomas or a cole turner and getting those shots that you want across the field with your guys that aren't scared to to go across the middle in the terry mccoy and jihad dotson um but yeah i just want to see them from an offense standpoint slow down that pass rush uh like I mentioned earlier in the conversation, that rotation is lethal. And if you put them in a situation where they just get to pin back and, and tee off on your quarterback, it's not going to be favorable for your team overall. That's what happened with Carson Wentz last year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What he got? He, he was just he was doing them six, <laughs> eight step dropbacks and was just getting teed off on. Another thing I want to add to, um, hey, Brad. Please do not run. I I know they tried to switch it up and and show Buffalo some different looks, but no 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 two man no not against Jalen Hurts like and if you gonna run man have a spy like cover one maybe single high with your man coverage across the board. It's gonna be difficult when you have Devontae and 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 and, and both uh, Devontae and AJ, AJ Brown on the same team, but um I. I don't I don't I still don't get that. That was the one thing. I'm I'm not a defensive coordinator. I'm going I'm not going to tell you like what your game plan is, what you want to do, right? But I just don't believe in the philosophy of understanding how dangerous Josh Allen is and you decide to have all your coverage turn their backs towards him um and just trust your rush line to get home. Um your your only four rushers to get home. I, I don't I don't agree with that. Um but I'll leave that there. I think that's going to be a big thing for Washington like understand your your opponent understand that these are lethal scramblers and i'm not saying understanding this in a way like they're idiots but understand in a way like i don't want to risk it uh with this with this quarterback and and have my defense do very good on first and second down and then boom third down he kill us with his legs like don't even take the chance be smart and stay ahead of the, stay ahead of the game um okay predictions uh where are we at uh I'll give the floor. Let's go. Let's go with AJ first. Um, AJ, what do you think the outcome Yikes. of the game is, and, and what do you think? Um, <laughs> what do you think, the, or who do you think the MVP is? Oh man. Oh, what, what do we know? The do we know the weather in Philly on Sunday? Uh, I can tell you in two seconds. Hold on. Let me check. Let me check Roto Grinder right now. And the weather in Philly is 75 degrees and sunny. No precipitation, nothing. Okay. Uh, is that going to matter, AJ? <laughs> yeah, it, it, it matters a little bit for me. Uh, I, I, I want to say Washington has a good opportunity to win this game. But I feel like all the key points that we all touched on, they have to do, and they have to do it at, an above average level in order to compete and 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 come out with the W yeah. on Sunday. 
Um, my my main concern is Hassan Reddick against Andrew Wiley, pretty much all all day Sunday. Uh, Hassan Reddick doesn't have a sack yet for the season, but if you look at that matchup, like Hassan Reddick, <laughs> Hassan Reddick is gonna kill Andrew Wiley. Uh, so it really boils down to how Eric Bieniemy calls his game and also how Sam Howell responds in those opportunities of passing downs and, and realizing, like, hey, if something's not there, let me take the check down or throw it away. Um, damn. I'm going to go ahead and say the Eagles win, and I say that the Eagles win by 10 points. Okay. Uh, I like how me. you didn't get a score prediction. Smart man. Like you ain't got to get it. You ain't got to. We, though we prefer it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Hey, Kevin. Before you go, Dre. Listen. Yeah. So I'm about to. We're about to. I, I gotta just do it. But we want to have some some time. I gotta kind of etch out some space where we can we get, we get some callers on. Um, back in on the, back in on the show. I think post game is always uh the best time. So expected to be on post game shows. Um, that's where the raw emotion is, whether it's good or bad. So, um, expect, expect those to come back on, on game days. Uh, but yeah, Dre, you got it. I was going to say this one, I am not feeling good about going into it. Um, I just have a feeling that the Eagles, obviously those players remember what we did to them last year in Philly. And, you know, we still got Sam Howell who's learning a lot against a defense. Like I said, with that scary front seven, those guys, they could throw at you. I, I do think it'll be maybe I think it's gonna be better than Buffalo. I, I definitely think we'll get more than three points, but I think it's gonna be a tough day offensively. <laughs> um, we're gonna get more than three. We're gonna get more than three this week. But I mean <laughs> I got the Eagles winning 33-20, but I do think the best player on offense this week will be Terry McLaurin. Okay. Um so as I mentioned, I, I still told like this is probably the game that if anything they if they were gonna go three and one it was gonna be against Philly and not Buffalo. Uh, however, I have to be honest. Um, you'd be a fool to think or to not think that be, after after the beatdown that that happened against Buffalo and and granted it was Washington threw up on themselves and and even still like Buffalo they they didn't play no games like they caused havoc. I think introducing the fact that they were capable of getting beat that bad, like it just, just changed. It's impossible to sit here and say that it doesn't change your your mental up a little bit. So with that being said, um, I do think that Washington comes back and makes this a competitive game, um, but I don't see them winning uh, this game. I think we're looking at a, a, a game where it goes, let's say, uh, t- t- 30 to 17, Wash, uh, excuse me, Philadelphia. So they don't they don't cover either, but um they they somewhat make it close. I guess a 13 point defeat instead of 34. <laughs> MVP, I'm gonna say do I see anything different? Matter of fact, change it up. It's not gonna be on offense. Um AJ made mention of I think he said you said you said Hassan Riddick. I, I think somebody on that defensive line is gonna eat. Uh I'm actually gonna go interior. Um and I'm I'm gonna say Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox. Now it's crazy though, because Sam Cosme actually had a decent game against him. I think it was last year, if I remember. Um, I don't. I don't remember when exactly. Whether it was, it, well, it definitely wasn't the first game. Um, 
won the first game, so it might have been the second game. Um, anyway, point being that interior is going to have a challenge with Carter, um, Fletcher, and yeah, Jordan Davis, all three of them is going to be a problem. So this is going to be a real like first level or first significant test with that interior offensive line. Like so many people have been confident with these guys. This is going to be it. MVP, I'm going to say it's going to be Fletcher Cox. Um, he'll probably have some matchups all across the, the line of scrimmage. That'll that'll create some havoc. Yeah. I mean, if 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 Washington wins, the MVPs will be their coordinators in Jack Del Rio and Eric Bieniemy. If they lose, I agree. It's gonna be the the Philadelphia Eagles front four. Well, not not even just the front four, their rotation in in general. Because yeah, Cosme did do a, a pretty damn good job against Fletcher Cox last year. But Jalen Carter is a dog. So Nick Gates and Sadiq Charles and even Cosme in, in some downs, they're gonna have to be on on their on their A game as far as communicating and, and picking up uh, their assignments correctly uh, because they are going to run a lot of stunts and things. So that that will be one of the main things I'll be watching all game is how both of these defensive lines play one another's offensive line because um, I, I, I love Jalen Carter, the player. I love how he's already started off his NFL career. Dude is, is, is bound to be an all-pro if he keeps up. Uh, what he's already been producing. There it is, fellas. Um, hey man, what's the what's the drink of choice come Sunday, bro? Uh, for, well, Drake specifically. I know AJ drink. <laughs> he drink water and, and and lemon and lemon juice. Man, I don't know, Ma. It depends on how I'm feeling Saturday. Whatever I pick up on Saturday when I hit the liquor store, that's what we rolling with on Sunday. Because you know when I get started college football. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's when the drinking start. Then it just goes all the way through to Sunday. <laughs> I respect that, bro. I don't know just yet either. I, I asked because I, I gotta hit the stove. I was gonna do it yesterday, um, and I didn't. I didn't. I I I decided to go to a bar and said to hell with the liquor stove. But I'm gonna figure it out. It's definitely. I, I haven't had Basil Hayden in some time. Oh man, you're right. That's a good one right there. I haven't had that in years. Basil Hayden, what is that? It's a good mm, bourbon right there, AJ. It's a bourbon, man. It's I don't know if AJ messing with that. You that's know, that's, a, that's the joint. That's the joint I pour when I'm on the grill. I, I got the grill going, and I'm sipping my I'm sipping my yak. AJ I'm, only drink I'm, Mexican I'm, drinks. I think he, he I'm, I'm with yeah, Call me, call me, uh, Jose, uh, <laughs> Jose Batista. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don Julio. <laughs> hey man, so so look, that's gonna wrap it up for us. We're gonna figure out what the hell we 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 turned up with. Over the weekend, man, but that's gonna wrap it up. Oh, we got a fight on Saturday too. Okay, Canelo and Charlo. Mm. Yes, yes, mm. yes. They do overcharge. They they overcharge at the bar. Um, but shout out to I'm gonna get him. A, I'm gonna get him a public plug, man. Shout out to um, oh, you know what's so crazy? How I get him? How I'm about to get him a, a, a public plug? And I forgot <laughs> their name. That's so. That's so. That's so crazy, bro. That's, that's so crazy. But guess what? When I come back, when I come back on on Sunday and we talk about what we shipping on, they're gonna get plugged in right then and there. But um, now for sure, they definitely they did when I when I when I get the name of it, they they drinks cheap, they food amazing. But yeah, hey, that's who who y'all got winning this game tonight? I didn't even know they got the Lions and Packers. Before Thanksgiving <laughs> on, uh, on national TV. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I got the under tonight, though. But I, I'm actually I got the under, too. 
I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh, fuck you. I might. I think I'm. I think I may have jumped the gun on the under. I ain't gonna lie to you. But we, we locked in forty five and a half because I know I, I took the forty six. Oh, you got it at forty six. All right. I okay, I got it at forty five. I missed. I missed. I missed out on the. I missed out on the forty five and a half, and that y'all just dropped down. But um, it was forty five like a couple hours ago. Well, I mean, AJ, to your question, I got Detroit tonight money line. I just went on it because the money line okay. uh, value wasn't too bad. So yeah, I got I got Detroit tonight. Okay. And also, let me let me get my boy Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Jameer Gibbs needs one touchdown for me, man. He needs his first touchdown of the season for fantasy for me. And you know, I got him as an anytime score tonight as well. So there it is. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Ali said Canelo is gonna win, so we're gonna see what's up with them boys on Saturday, man. I'm glad I remembered that one. But y'all be safe. Enjoy y'all weekend, man. We're gonna chat. We're gonna tap in on Sunday after the game, though. Uh, we out of here. Peace. Damn, set, huh. Watch him throw the ball. We gonna pick it up. You gonna let him hit the hole or you gonna cut it off? You gonna play through fourth and long or you gonna punt it off? Your defenders have you hit us. Put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on. Keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive. This is Trap and Dive. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.